if you live in the state and you just like for example if you live in austin but you want to do deals in houston you don't have to live in houston you do deals remotely and same thing with a lot of these um, other markets where there's a lot more flexibility where all you really have to do is have a decent idea of the neighborhoods you're working with and the buildings you're working with to actually have a confident conversation with clients and you can do a lot of this remotely welcome to the freedom chasers podcast where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories successes goals and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom all right, guys, today we get to talk to Alexander Concepcion, and he is an apartment locator in Austin, Texas with Taco Street Locating. So this is a thing that I haven't heard too much about because where I live, this doesn't exist as much. But basically, uh, Alexander is spending time helping apartment complexes locate tenants. It's a great way to make real estate. So if you're out there, maybe you're like, oh, I didn't know if I should be in real estate. Maybe I just need to find a way to make some money. This could be a unique way of making money if you live in a city that's got as much supply or more than the demand. But Alexander, take us into this. How did you get like in the know about this locating? So like I was saying before, I never really wanted to be in real estate. I didn't want to be just a traditional real estate agent. I didn't want to do any of that, but I was broke and kind of desperate and had a real estate license. And for me, getting into apartment locating was kind of me waving the white flag because I was like, I need to pay rent. I got to do something. And a friend of mine told me apartment locators can make good money here. So I'm like, sure. I gave it a shot and found some agency that, that does that. And I started doing, uh, sort of helping students at the University of Texas find apartments. And that's an awful sub niche. I would never do that. Um, so let's then talk about that I, a little bit. Like why, okay. why for the university is it not great, but it's better for these complexes? So the University of Texas, like the sub, it's like a sub market of a sub market. And you, I was like 25 no, I was 27 years old dealing with like 18 year old freshmen and I would show them around these really awful apartments and houses where there's like bongs and trash everywhere. I'm like, what am I doing here? So I did that for a month. I left that agency and then I found another agency that works with the more standard big box uh, apartment complexes that have two, 300, uh, units and they pay about one month's commission and they're just a lot easier to work with there's no real paperwork to do you just bring a client there they sign a lease they move in and then the building pays us one to three months after that uh, so it's just a much it's a really simple business uh, there's not much to explain about it so who's how are you finding these potential clients yeah, so I do a lot of advertising. Um, a lot of apartment complexes don't really care if you just use their materials from their website and post ads about it. Um, so I do some of the, I did some of that. Um, but then what I realized is I was using a lot of marketing channels that I was effectively renting from companies, and for long term survivability, 
I needed to own my marketing channels. So I built my own website. I started a YouTube channel. I wrote a lot, wrote a lot of blogs, recorded a lot of videos of me just telling people exactly what I know about everything apartment related. So a lot of my business now comes directly from my own website. A lot comes from referrals, uh, repeat clients. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a mix of posting ads on a lot of websites, running those, uh, lead generation campaigns and then my own channels. So you're running paid campaigns to find these tenants as well as organic. Um, largely, um, some paid, some of it is really just posting a lot of, um, ads on these websites, um, getting leads from there and then they find me and then I convert them. Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. what's the opportunity? Like someone in one of these markets that's, you know, 200, 300 unit apartment buildings where there is as much supply, mm -hmm. like what's the possible income for somebody in that type of space? Yeah. So we could just look at one complex. Yeah. So say one apartment complex has 300 units and the building pays one month commission, which is pretty standard. And say a standard deal goes for 1500 a month. So if you're doing two, three deals a month, that's just, a, that's an extra 3,000, 4,500 a month, uh, just from one building. Now, if you multiply that one building times hundreds of buildings in a city, then you're just sitting on this gold mine of money that's just there waiting to be made. Uh, and you don't really need to have like, you could just, if you have a license, you could just bring clients to a building and it's an established process. It's an established business where they know the drill. They're like, oh yeah, they advertise what their commissions are. So you don't have to really go out there and build these relationships one by one by one. They're just already doing this normally. And so basically your process then is just to know about every building in your areas to build marketing materials around that and to effectively just attract anybody out there in the YouTube space or otherwise is looking for an apartment. Yeah. My two roles effectively are apartment matchmaker. So you tell me you're coming to Austin, you're looking for yada, 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 and I'll take you through this whole research process that takes a, let's call it a 10 hour problem and turns into like a one hour problem. And I know all the buildings cause I've been to them a ton of times over five years. And then the other role is kind of being like an ambassador to the city. I've helped probably 400 something people move to Austin. And a lot of times I'm the first person someone meets when they move here. And I do have this kind of ambassador role to the city where I tell them like this neighborhood is better than that, that neighborhood, or you should like look at this, this area versus that area or everything from bars and restaurants, or how do you make friends in the city? How do you enjoy this city? So it's a, it's a two prong role, but it's a pretty cool way of uh, being in real estate. So a lot of times people kind of move around in the real estate space till they find the thing that they love. 
Mm-hmm. What about this process is a better fit for you? Is it like not having to maybe do some of the hard sales of like the listings or like, is it just like that kind of consumer advocate element that's you're passionate about or? Yeah. So in terms of transaction complexity, uh, there isn't much where I'm not doing any of these, uh, I'm not really touching any, any contracts. It's all the contracts and paperwork and all that admin stuff is happening between the client and the apartment complex. So I'm not involved in any of that. So it's a super lean business in terms of admin. Uh, the transactions are very low stakes. So if something blows up, it's not a big deal. And for someone who loves to travel as much as I do, it's pretty easy to still do deals when I'm over in Spain or something. All I really have to do is communicate with my clients while my uh, freelancer team handles all like the routine menial uh, work. And as far as bringing the client to the apartment complex, do they allow you the flexibility if you're in Spain to just give them a name or is it like a new builder you have to be there? Um, depends on the building. Most buildings are fine with you just sending your clients there and then your clients just have to put your name down and then the building's like, great, you don't have to be here. Some buildings have different policies where you do have to be there to get full commission or any commission. Um, but in most cases they're fine with you not being there in person. So it is an an interesting way of doing, of being a real estate agent, but doing it remotely. So if I really wanted to, I could just fly down to Costa Rica, do this remotely because the, the bulk of what I'm doing of the work work is communicating with clients and being the guy who tells them like, look at this area, look at that area and taking them through the process of finding an apartment. So a lot of times like, you know, I mean, agents make large commissions, as you know, when they sell a mm-hmm. building or whatnot. And and so this is like $1,500 at a pop. Do you kind of view this as like, you're not going to make as much as a, a really successful agent, but it's way more stable and consistent? Or is this like, is this an opportunity that to make just as much or more than an agent? I think of this as hitting singles and doubles instead of home yeah. runs, where and for me, a home run is a deal that'll be like three to four thousand. Yeah, I've done deals that are up to five to seven thousand in commission for just the same amount of work. But one thing I think about it's transaction density. So people who rely on, yeah, you it's like you could make a hundred thousand dollars a few different ways. You could sell ten houses that each pay ten thousand dollars. And that's very volatile in, in, in whatever direction. But if you sell, uh, say, 100 uh, apartments, whatever that is, at, at 1,000, like that's kind of very low for a transaction. But no transaction is going to make up more than 1% of the total uh, yearly revenue. So it's a different, it's a different risk profile. 
Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah. So essentially, more work probably to get to that same 100 or 150, but way more likely that you're going to end up with at least 80 as opposed to the agent who's swinging for the 100 or 150 and they might end up with 20. Yeah. So what I would... For most of the people listening to this who are agents, if they do live in cities where apartment locating is a thing, the way I would pitch it isn't as a total pivot. I think it's a really good complementary niche to know about because what happens is what we're dealing with right now, interest rates are going up, people aren't buying as much, people are renting a lot more. So it's a really good pivot market for people to switch over to, because it's a very similar process, uh, actually a much easier process. And eventually a lot of the people you help find apartments are going to want to buy houses. So I don't even touch that because I don't want to do home buying. So I just refer those clients out to someone else, but it's a great, if you want to get more clients for sales, a great way is to be the first real estate person they know and trust in the city by helping them get an apartment. And maybe one, two, three years down the line, then they'll work with you to get a house. And if you're doing just a few real estate deals and you're kind of just worried about how much of your income is comes from a few transactions, this could be a really good way to add some of these singles and doubles to your uh, revenue to balance it out more. Yeah. So maybe like it's a, it's a nice transition for somebody that maybe, Hey, I need income now and I can build towards doing an agent worker, or, or maybe it's a long-term career for them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very flexible niche to work with. You can do one or two deals a month. It's, fairly low stakes transactions. So it's, it's almost like a sliding along scale. It's however much you want to do. It's an option. Yeah. So you mentioned Chicago, right? You live in Austin, do it in Austin, Dallas, Houston. You mentioned Chicago. Mm -hmm. Like, are there other States? Like, I mean, is this happening in places like Florida, like Miami or. Yeah. So that's actually where I'm originally from. Mm. 
and my first apartment locating deal was over there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale are both pretty big markets. I think uh, Minneapolis, I have them on, on my website because there's a lot of cities where this does work well in. And it's, if you live in one of those cities or even if you live in the state and you just like, for example, if you live in Austin, but you want to do deals in Houston, you don't have to live in Houston. You do deals remotely. And same thing with a lot of these um, other markets where there's a lot more flexibility, where all you really have to do is have a decent idea of the neighborhoods you're working with and the buildings you're working with to actually have a confident conversation with clients. And you can do a lot of this remotely. So did you go spend time in Dallas and in Houston? Like, did you go spend a month or three months there to get that comfortability or how did you develop that? Um, I've been there. I've been to each a few times. I haven't lived like in each place for that long, but I've gone enough times where I can have pretty confident discussions about at least like the core areas. I'm not going to know the cities as well as I do people that live there. Um, but I, I do know I, I, I'll i only focus on just a few areas, the kind of areas that I would go to that I would stay in and the kind of areas that have a high density of high commission paying buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you find that the better buildings pay better commissions or is it the inverse of that? Often, yeah. What I, what I see all the time is a complex just opens up and they've got a 300 something vacant units and they need to start getting that money soon because investors don't want units being vacant. So they'll do what it takes to fill up that complex. Chances are the person building it isn't going to hold on to it for that long. A lot of them are going to sell the building later. So they need Five, those rent rolls. And, yeah. Yeah. So they need those rent rolls and they'll pay a lot of money <laughs> to people like us to uh, get them, get them tenants. Some buildings, even in my neighborhood right now, are paying uh, one in 150% of a month's rent. So some buildings I've seen pay, pay two months worth of commission. So it's when I see 1.5, like, um, 1,500 is a standard deal. Like it is, but a lot of the deals I'm doing are like two, three, up to 4,000 and stacking those each month does make the numbers pretty interesting given the amount of, uh, work input that these days I do, which isn't, uh, which isn't a lot. Yeah. So you're able to make a living and, and it sounds like you're optimizing for life enjoyment and travel mm -hmm. and it allows you to do that. Yeah. I've been doing, I've been apartment, lo apartment locating for about five years and I've traveled the world for about one of those years in terms of total time, because I was a traveler before I was an entrepreneur. And that's one of the reasons that this niche really gravitated to me because I can implement a lot of systems and operations to solve the same problems over and over and over again. And that for me right now, it's a low touch business. Yeah. You're, you're not having to, to contact these prospective renters very often to be able to get them to, to rent. Like it's probably a shorter cycle. 
Yeah, it's it depends on the client, uh, but most of the times clients they'll reach, I'll get in contact with them, and I'll have them in an apartment within one or two weeks. Yeah. Um, one issue with this niche is there's a delay in cash flow. So I get a client today; they want an apartment in August, and they'll move in in August. I probably won't see that check till October, November. Um, so that is one of the issues. But if you're good at managing uh, cash flow like that and not counting your chickens before they hatch, then yeah, that's just a part of how, the, of how this niche works. Yeah. So it's similar to the real estate sales in the sense that there's a time frame, but like with, with listings, you got to spend the time before they're ready to list and they got a list. It takes the listing period plus the escrow period. So probably a little yeah. shorter than that, but similar. It's yeah. Like. And in, in, just in terms of administrative work, there's almost nothing. I could just go to an apartment complex with a client and the leasing agent at the building really is really the one conduct, conducting the tour. I'm usually just there getting to know the client, building that relationship. And if the client, they like the place, they sign a lease, they do all the paperwork with the building. I'm not involved in any of that. So there's not much for me to do. My role is to make the client's decision a lot easier. Yeah. So what do you see? Like, obviously it sounds like you got this business pretty dialed in. Like what's your vision for it for the next 12 to 18 months? What I really want to do is pivot more to education and help other people get into this niche. Personally, I've done all that I've wanted to do as an, as an apartment locator. And I'm just looking for, I've, I know what it's done for me and how it's changed my life. It's taken me from totally broke and now I live in a house in my favorite neighborhood. And I want to help other people use this niche as a way to build their own businesses. And yeah, that's what I see myself doing the next two years as it relates to apartment locating. Um, but this business is also a good platform for me to work on my other projects because it, it does give me the time and space to do that. Yeah. And we see other projects, other like hobbies or real estate projects. Uh, my big thing right now is I've got a book coming out this year and it's a book about risk and survival for small entrepreneurs. And I've been working on that for about three years and this business has been like guinea pig and amused to help me write this book. And that's really where all of my energy is gone. And this point, like the, the business has been great, but it's time for me to look for the next thing to do. And yeah. I really don't know what that is yeah. um, in terms of how I'm going to personally engage in real estate. Um, Cause it's like a relationship. It's yeah. It was a great relationship for a long time. And eventually that relationship kind of got stale. Uh, once I was doing the same thing over and over and over again, kind of figured it out type of thing. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know if you ever played video games, but you play the video game. It's fun. It's great. And then you beat it and then you're still playing it. Then you're like, well, this isn't as exciting anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mm -hmm. hear you on that. 
So Alexander, thank you so much for coming on and giving our audience a, a glimpse of maybe they're struggling. Maybe they just need a little bit of a uh, niche that they can get into, make some income, help them along their journey. Um, so if you guys are out there listening and maybe you, you need this, I mean, write, write this down. Maybe this is a, a possibility in your market. Or if it's not, maybe there's something along the lines that can help you you know, grow your income. So write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. It's freedom required one action at a time. And if you take steps day by, by day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 